You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Earth Oddity Podcast. My name's John. I'm here with my co host, Christopher Tiny Sullivan. Hello. We hope you've had a great week. We both have. We're here to bring you some interesting news stories, whether your boss is pooting on you as a form of, <laughs> of of bullying, or you had to call into your job at Hardee's. We hope that this uh, that our stories will will definitely entertain you this week. What about you? Got any good stories, Tiny? Yes, we've got human head transplants on the docket. Okay, we got El Chapo's new clothing line. <laughs> well, all right, <laughs> it's been a pretty good week. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, yeah, I've had a good week too. I. We were talking earlier, I've been camping basically for the last four days, so it's good to be back in civilization and having a lot of fun uh, with my kid, with Hudson, uh, this weekend. So I'm doing the Boy Scout thing and camping through a torrential downpour. And uh, it's nothing like waking up with wet gear, but, you know, you can get through with it. Um, But let's get started here. Yes, let's do. With my first story here. A man insists his boss's flatulence was a form of bullying and was suing for $1.2 million. Okay. Now, I just want to go straight <laughs> off the top here and say that I hope my family doesn't hear about this. I was, uh, bullying's not cool, but yeah, $1.2 no. million? For a poo? I mean, come on. I mean, you just got to get some air freshener or something, right? I don't know. A case of a form of schoolyard squabbling arrived at a court of appeal in Australia on Monday. The court is tasked with deciding whether flatulence is a form of bullying. According to 56-year-old David Hinkst, a former employee at Construction Engineering, it certainly is. So I got to think if you're working in the construction engineering field, <laughs> yeah. this is pretty commonplace, right? I would think so. Uh, I work in uh, tire manufacturing, yeah. and I can say that uh, it's not uncommon oh, yeah? to be around that kind of thing. Well, it, it's pretty uncommon in my workplace, <laughs> at least that I'm aware of. But you're dealing with the public. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah for the most part. And and I've had to really learn some restraint in my, <laughs> my personal life so <laughs> to be able to control myself. Uh, anyways... Hink sued the firm for bullying in 2017, and he accused supervisor Greg Short, who Hinks referred to as Mr. Stinky. <laughs> oh, okay, that's not bullying. I don't know. But he accused Mr. Stinky of being a serial farter who regularly thrusted his bum at him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe now I see where this guy's coming from. And he's seeking damages of $1.8 million, which is $1.2 million. Eight million in American in American dollars. money. I yeah. got you. 
I would be sitting with my face to the wall and he would come into the room, which was small and had no windows. Hinks told the AAP he would fart behind me and walk away. Classic crop dusting. <laughs> um, he would do this five or six times a day, which led the engineer to spray deodorant at his boss, the news site reported. <laughs> the recurrent gas passing, Hinks claimed, was part of a conspiracy to end his employment and cause him severe stress. Wow. He also, Hinks also alleged that he was marginalized by employees and received bullying phone calls, too. So apparently they didn't like this dude. Right. Neither party to the lawsuit returned a request for comment. So it's not just the flatulence, but that's just kind of the headline to grab clicks or whatever. Right. Yeah. Now, Mr. Stinky, in his defense, has said uh, during the trial that he may have done it once or twice, maybe. Right. But, but this not, was not a five times a day type right. of thing. And not with the intention of distressing or harassing. So um, the Supreme Court of Victoria Justice Rita Zamet dismissed the lawsuit in April. So, so she's cool with that. Yeah, if you were thinking of doing it, you know, and trying to get some money out of somebody, <laughs> if you're one of our Australian listeners, there's probably already some precedent set that you're not going to go far. Right. She ruled that uh, even if the flatulence had happened in a small windowless office, it would not necessarily amount to bullying. Instead, the judge said there was some inappropriate behavior in the office including passing wind, but that it was a typical banter or monk, mucking around. So mm-hmm. she just says just guys being guys. <laughs> exactly. Right? Just just dudes being dudes. Does that make her part of the problem? <laughs> Maybe so. She's <laughs> enabling a bullier. Gillette would not be cool with that. So I, I don't want to say this guy's name because he's he's a pretty successful guy now. We, we grew up in scouts together. Super great athlete, played college football, and he was famous for running and – leapfrogging over you like while you were standing talking or doing something and farting right in your face on his way down <laughs> really one of the most impressive things that ever happened and anytime i see him like on facebook you know like he's he has a very prominent position in a very big city here i'm always like man you used to fart in my face all the time you know <laughs> and, and here you are you know basically responsible for the lives of Tens of thousands of people. Hey, man, maybe you could try a lawsuit here. No, no, I'd never sue. <laughs> I, I've always thought, I mean, it was funny. You know, yeah. even if it happened to you, it wasn't even, you know, like you weren't embarrassed because he did it to everyone. <laughs> and anyone who was in Troop 45 during that era will know exactly who I'm talking about. He did a lot of other really, really crazy things that I can't get into at all because it's a family show. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was what he was like a leapfrog farter. It was great. <laughs> I've always wished I had the athletic ability to do that to somebody. So I can't though. Um, let's see what else the article says here. Hinks also claimed that he was unfairly made redundant, but Zamet ruled that it was a genuinely, that it was a genuine redundancy and the deed of release was lawfully executed. So imagine that's talking about that he was unlawfully fired, redundant, um, in Australian English or whatever. And uh, so Hinks is appealed, and uh, and it's uh, the case was heard by a panel of judges on the court of appeal, and uh, they're expected to make ruling on Friday. So that was this uh, past Friday, Mm -hmm. and uh, I haven't found an update to it, but I imagine it didn't go far because what are you going to do? You know, I mean, yeah, there's no way for you to. To get any kind of compensation because the guy was pooting on you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, the number one thing you should have did is just, like, 
socked him in the jaw one time and like, hey man, do that in somebody else's office, yeah. I guess. But maybe you didn't want to. You need uh you need hot coffee spilled on you or maybe a finger in your chili before oh, yeah. you're gonna get that kind of yeah. money. Right. Yes. Well I wonder if his boss ever walked in and was like, Pull my finger or I'm firing you. <laughs> okay, now that's bullying. <laughs> that's bullying. You gotta pull my finger right now. Come on, pull it, pull it. <laughs> oh, Anyways, man. you know, lawsuit stinks, I guess. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Well, are you familiar with uh the Italian surgeon Sergio Cannavaro. Oh, very familiar. He's the guy who wants to perform the first human head transplant. Right. Yes. And if you remember, we kind of talked about this earlier last year because the patient that he had lined up to undergo the procedure, he dropped out. He mm-hmm. married this gorgeous yeah, right. woman. Yes, I got 1010. <laughs> he, he had a son. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, you know what? I've got a lot to live yeah, for. Right. I'm not cool with this anymore. <laughs> I'm fine how I am. Yes. That's right. <laughs> so don't blame him. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> that would have been my decision, I mean, too. Props to that guy. Yes. I mean, he pulled off the steel of the century. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I married out of my league. I married out of my league, but this dude puts well, all of us to shame. I would say all your limbs are functioning, right? He was like a quadriplegic. I mean, I no offense to our quadriplegic listeners. Well, you know what? I would tell anyone in a wheelchair: don't give don't up. Don't give up hope. This dude, this dude Whoa, just man. Google. Okay, yeah, right. you know how to use the Google machine. <laughs> That's right. Hey, check him out. <laughs> check his wife out, dude. I Beautiful. Mean, he, but yeah, no, number one, God did really well for himself. Yes. I'm. I'm not saying I'm envious, but I'm impressed. Right. I'm very impressed. Yes. Well, this doctor has. Uh, he has decided not to be deterred by this, and he and this other surgeon that he's working with, whose name is Xiaoping Ren, so they say that they are ready to begin human trials. Okay. The The title of the headline here, the headline here is, Scientists planning the world's first head transplant say that they're ready to start human trials. Scientists planning the world's first head transplant say they are one step closer to starting human trials. The neurosurgeons have already performed the controversial operation on a corpse. But now, Italian Sergio Cannavaro and Xiaoping Ren from China claim to have repaired irreversible spinal cord injuries in animal experience. In animal experience. Experiments. (laughs) Experiments. <laughs> Golly. That was great, though. In animal experiments. I just let you keep trying. Just keep trying. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> but they've, they've basically, they've chopped the head off a rat and stuck it on yeah. another rat. Yeah. And, you know. And got the spinal cord It did cord really well. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. then I think they've done it also with like a, maybe a bigger rat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah, or something like that. It's impressive. Very impressive. Almost as impressive as that time Shane, uh. Brought a fly back to back to life That's with right. salt. That's right. That's very true. Wow, that was impressive. You know, it really was. Yeah, I've done that before. Once I saw him do it, I tried it one day, and it actually really will work. So, yeah, yeah. You just gotta. I guess the salt dries it out or something. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Too. I come really close to reporting him for necromancy. I was ready to trial him for being a witch after I saw that. We have a friend, Shane, uh, who. Once caught a fly and drowned it in water. Held it underwater. Held it underwater. Until it was... It wouldn't move anymore. It wouldn't move no yeah. more. And then poured a bunch of salt on it, and, and like a minute or two later, the fly comes back to life. So <laughs> Yeah. It was so, pretty amazing. Very impressive. Very <laughs> yes. impressive. 
And I tried it myself, too, because I was like, what kind of voodoo did he do? But it actually works. Me and Andrew did it one day at the store. So It is voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> it does I work. Guess it is. I guess it is voodoo. That's a good point. Well, anyway. Anyways, that's got nothing to do with chopping a head off and sewing it back on somebody else. Two studies published this week show that monkeys and dogs were able to walk again after their spinal cords were severed and wow. successfully repaired. Okay. So that's impressive. That's very impressive. anyone who's done any kind of, uh, just in the cursory Google search about head transplants knows that there, there were experiments similar to this conducted in the 70s. Yeah. And they were successful, but it resulted in the... Uh, what am I trying to say? The paralyzation yeah. of the chimps, that they, the poor yeah, chimps right. that they tried it on. Yes. Because once you sever the spinal cord, yes, you're tough. not moving. You've got a new head more. on a motionless body. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, the pair said that their new findings are unprecedented and should pave the way for the first human trials. Cannavaro told USA Today that the findings completely reject the view that a severed spinal cord cannot be mended in any way, a mantra uncritically repeated over and over. Okay. Ping said that the breakthrough is proof that human trials should be given the go-ahead. The studies, the findings of which are published in the journal Surgical Neurology International, took place at Harbin Medical University in China. In 2015, Professor Cannavaro announced that he wanted to transplant the head of a paralyzed man Valerie Spiridonov. That's the That's guy. Valerie. <laughs> yes. Good job, Valerie. <laughs> yes, well done. Shout Valerie. out to you, buddy. <laughs> Anyway, he wanted to transplant his head onto the body of a, a donor. Mm-hmm. The procedure that he explained would involve cooling the bodies to a state of deep hypothermia before severing the spinal columns using a diamond blade. The next step would be to reattach the blood vessels and the nerves connecting those from Valerie's head to those of the dead donor's body. And you know, this isn't in this article here, but if you remember, he's got some kind of black potion stuff that you put on the yeah. the nerves and it's supposed to help them grow yeah, back together. Yeah, yeah, right. It's got a lot of stem cells in it. Yeah, and some other stuff. Probably and some charcoal. Maybe a, a little dash, bit of Cajun girl. <laughs> dash of sugar and spice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, mix it up. You got magic head <laughs> reattaching potion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will say that that is really impressive. It's super impressive that he's been able to you know cut heads off dogs and monkeys and, and yeah. heal them back together. But as has said earlier in this article, this hasn't gone without criticism. It says that uh, Cannavaro's plans to perform the first human operation on Valerie was dealt a blow when the 33 year old Russian announced last year that he no longer he was no longer on board. He dropped out after his wife gave birth to their couple's miracle son. And Cannavaro and Wren's work has been met with harsh criticism by the scientific and medical community. Professor Jan Schulp from the University of Oxford said that the procedure conjures up gory Frankenstein imagery and described the proposals as disturbing. The chances that a person who has their head transplanted onto another body will be able to gain any control over it or benefit from that grafted body part are completely negligible, he added. The expected therapeutic value for the patient would be minimal, while the risk of graft rejection-related side effects or simply death as a consequence of a mishap during the operation are huge. Attempting such a thing, given the current state of the art, would be nothing short of criminal. Oh, wow. As a neuroscientist, I would really like the general public to be reassured that neither I nor any of my colleagues think that beheading people for extremely long-shot experiments is acceptable. Well, I mean... Could we not get this guy together with ISIS, the surgeon together with ISIS, 
and then we've got <laughs> save those people. I mean, yeah, I mean he's got practice. <laughs> They're doing their thing. You know, if it works, it's great. If it doesn't, you know, I mean, that was probably what was happening anyway. So as ironic as this is going to sound, I don't think ISIS would be cool with this. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I probably mean, not. I think they've. I think they're they, trying to prove a point. They've here. got ethics that would prevent them from <laughs> reattaching it. Well, I was thinking while you're saying that because he mentioned that it conjures up images of Frankenstein. I might would do it if I could get some bolts sticking out of my neck. <laughs> yeah, know? I'm like the only way I'm doing this, Doc, is if you give me a couple of like five sixteenth bolts sticking out of my neck on either side. So, uh, yeah, I would have some demands for the donor body that I'm going to get yeah. in return. Yeah, I mean, I mean you got to be in shape. It's got to be buff. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm talking. You got to be a good looking dude if I'm gonna put my head on you. Something else too. Uh, yeah. Well yeah. Let's go ahead and upgrade while we can. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, let's go ahead and get a little upgrade there too, Doc. <laughs> Let me get the specs on the body before I check off on this doc. But old it, Valerie didn't need that. No, no, no. He, didn't. he he was just fine. Golly. As a neuroscientist, I would really like to general oh I read that part already. Dr. James Fields at the of the University of Manchester said that the idea is morally wrong if the scientist cannot first prove the procedure improves the life of a large animal. Professor Katarina Becker from the University of Edinburgh said that an actual success of a head transplant must be measured by long-term survival of the head and body with the head controlling motor function. This can obviously not be assessed on a corpse and for all we know, would also not occur, occur in a living human. So, And just so everybody knows, if Valerie, if you type in Valerie Head, like the third Google suggestion is head transplant wife. So we're not the only people <laughs> yeah. that have been looking this up, just so everybody knows. <laughs> oh, Valerie's pretty popular out there. Well, you know, I mean... I mean, if you if you volunteer to go in for this, I yeah. guess you know what's going on, you know. And if this dude thinks he's got the science down to work, then I mean, if you're willing to risk it, then risk it. That's that's how I'm. That's how I feel about it. I'll say that, admittedly, it is kind of creepy, oh, but yeah. I also try to keep in mind that. There was a time when uh, heart transplants and lung transplants and liver transplants right. and all this other stuff was creepy also. True. If you remember, yeah. you know, or well, not in our lifetimes, but, right. you know, back in the 1800s. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was all really, you know, wild pseudoscience at the time. Mm -hmm. And then somebody was like, well, no, I can make this happen. And I've done it in a few experiments. And sooner or later, we got to try it on humans. So. Yeah. This may be the beginning of, of helping some people out some way. I would like to see the uh, the animals that he says have been successful yeah. because yeah. that's that's impressive. Very I mean, impressive. You, you cut the head off something and attach it to another body, and then right. it's able to walk. I mean, I don't expect him to be go out and start pulling a dog sled on the no. Iditarod in Alaska. No. But what if you could take like a deer head and put it on like a German Shepherd? Boom. Then we're, <laughs> then we're getting into nightmare stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. You got a deer dog. Well, it's a different species, so... I don't know, I man. don't know if that would work. We'll get there eventually. But uh, like you say, I mean, yeah. I guess we'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. Somebody will be like, I want a set of deer dogs, and <laughs> yeah. they'll do it. Or maybe my great-great-grandson will one day be like, you know what? I want a giant set of eagle wings. Uh-huh. Right. You know? Yes. <laughs> right. 
that, I'll probably go in for that too. <laughs> yeah. If I can get a good set of wings. Like uh, was it Angel on X Men? Yeah, true. <laughs> there you go. If it's gonna have they're gonna be some big wings to get me off the ground. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. gotta have some power to them. <laughs> They're like, Mr. Long, there's not a bird big enough. <laughs> I would be like, well, my wings are, are cosmetic. <laughs> they're, they're to I make me look for, cool. Just for cosmetic reasons. <laughs> now, I want to fly, you know, <laughs> yeah. most definitely. Well, that's all pretty creepy. But speaking of creepy, let's talk about this next story. Here. All right. It comes from Local10.com. We get a lot of stories from Local10.com. South Florida man attacks mother who refused to dress his mannequin, deputies say. <laughs> and Wait, really... What? Look, the first paragraph of this is, is it's just a ride. It's a wild ride. So buckle up. A South Florida man was arrested Monday after he attacked his mother who refused to dress his mannequin, beating her with a kitchen stool and shoving dumplings into her mouth, deputy Golly. said. Yeah, which you don't have to beat me with a stool to get me to eat dumplings. I'll do it <laughs> on my own volition. Um, Mikhail Daniker. 40 of Boynton Beach faces charges of aggravated battery on a victim 65 or older and domestic battery by strangulation. According to a Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office probable cause affidavit, Daniker and his mother were in their backyard when he asked her to dress his mannequin. I'm sorry, that's not funny. What's... What is the deal? He's got a mannequin and he needs... I mean... what's, What's going on here? I still don't understand. There's two... What... All right, I think there's two plausible theories. Number one, he's got a mannequin like you would see down at JCPenney's when right. you're going to shop for some new jeans. Yes. Or he's got a mannequin, just a companion. A doll. Doll, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the only scenarios that come in my mind. Well, why is it his mom's job to, to dress her? I don't know, man. I don't know. You got me on that one. Why can't you dress your own mannequin like a grown man, like any 40-year-old man would do? Dress your own doll, okay? Uh, It says, after she refused to do so, Daniker stood in the doorway, blocking her from getting back inside the home. So she pushed the mannequin to the ground, Deputy said. She was tired of that mannequin. (laughs) She'd had enough of it. As Daniker moved to pick up the mannequin, his mother ran inside. Oh, she gave him an okie doke. Like, oh, let me push this out of the way. You get out of the door and I'm inside. Um, but Daniker followed her into the kitchen and pushed her to the floor. Daniker then picked up a small stool on the kitchen floor and struck her several times in the head with it. He then grabbed, I'm sorry, it's not funny. It's not funny, John. He then grabbed small dumplings made for dinner and started to shove them into her mouth. He's like, why? I don't why, know. why did he do any of this stuff? I, I don't know. Um, after his mother told after his mother told uh, him she couldn't breathe, Daniker stepped away from her and began throwing items from around the kitchen, including a ceramic cup that shattered on the kitchen counter. Golly! A neighbor heard Daniker's mother screaming uh, for help as she ran out of the house and called nine one one. Deputy said Daniker was combative as he was arrested and taken to jail. Daniker's mother was taken to the hospital where she received stitches for cuts uh, to her head. Um, I just, I mean, I, I just imagine that this is not a store mannequin. You know, <laughs> that's the only way. Like, he has some sort of emotional connection to this mannequin. Right. And he got a little testy. What was the mannequin's name? It doesn't say. It doesn't huh. say. But I don't know. I feel like. He probably had no problem undressing the mannequin. 
just need a little help getting it dressed. And mom wasn't down for it. So, so is this a situation, like, let's just say the doll, the mannequin's name is Dolly or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Dolly, Dolly don't like you. you <laughs> I know? guess so. Well, you know, a lot of moms have problems with their sons get a girlfriend. <laughs> That's... That's commonplace. <laughs> yeah. That's very commonplace. And if you're 40 and still living with your mom and you bring home a mannequin, <laughs> mom may have a little problem with it, you know? <laughs> and maybe he thought he was going to get them to like, you know, hey, mom, why don't you dress the mannequin, you know? And that would be fun. Why don't you put on this new, you know, like nightgown she got or something? <laughs> and mom wasn't having any of it. And, and he got a little upset. But I mean, you know. You can't ask your mom to dress your mannequin. No. You're a grown man. Dress well, you your old mannequin. You wouldn't ask your mom to dress your girlfriend, would you? No, I wouldn't personally. I mean, no. Maybe your stepmom, but not your mom. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not your real mom. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... I don't know. There's a really great movie from the 80s called Mannequin. <laughs> have you ever seen it? I think I have. It's got C. Thomas Howell in it. Where, like, the mannequins turn into real people yes, or something. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's some nudity in it. One, uh, of, one of my first experiences well, with nudity. I saw the USA version. Okay. So. <laughs> this is one of my first experiences with nudity as a young man. I've just now remembered that. But, yeah. Yeah, I could tell you where I'm at. I was when I watched it, by the way. Dang. Yeah. But, yeah, it, you know, just... Word to the wise out there: If you no got a, mannequins, if you got a mannequin, if that's the route you're choosing to go, is to have a mannequin. Keep it to yourself. Just don't ask your mom to do a lot with it. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, keep that thing in the Not closet. Not that you should want to. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, just that's not cool. No, your mom's it's not. never. Your mom's never going to be down for that. No. No. No, not at all. <laughs> she shouldn't. Leave that thing in the closet, stored under the bed or whatever, <laughs> and then act real shocked when she finds it, like you did when she found a Playboy when you were like 13, you know? <laughs> like, well, how did I get there? <laughs> That's all you got to do. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I can't really shove dumplings in her mouth. Yeah, I don't... It's like, now you're getting the dolphins, Ma. You, know, <laughs> you made Dolly mad. I've heard the whole story, but I am every bit as confused now right? as I was before you read it. Oh, thank you, Flora. <laughs> like, none of yeah. that cleared up any no. of my... And prayers to this doubts, lady. Yeah. To this lady. I hope she has a full, speedy recovery and her son gets whatever help he needs. Maybe finds a girlfriend or something. Um but yeah, yeah, that seems like he's got some problems. Yes, yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> well, uh, audience, uh, I promise you that uh, we are every bit as confused as you are, and I wish we could <laughs> shed more light on this, but since we can't, we're just going to move right on to Alex Jones. Okay, <laughs> somebody normal. Somebody that we can understand. Infowars. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was on Joe Rogan here a few weeks back. He was, yeah. I saw and him I like smoking a joint or something with him. And I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, I think he was invited, or Alex invited Joe Rogan to come on Infowars. Okay. And I think he did it. Like, I hadn't listened to it yet, but, yeah. uh, you know, he uh, he said on the on the Joe Rogan show, because he was deplatformed. And the reason that right. all the tech companies gave for him being deplatformed was him saying that Sandy Hook was a hoax and it wasn't real. Right, yeah. It big, that was a big Alex Jones thing. <laughs> it really was. I mean, he harped on it. And he said on the Alex jo- on the Joe Rogan experience that 
he didn't believe that anymore right. and that he was convinced it was real. And here recently, he was at a deposition, and he now says that uh, there was a that it was a form of psychosis that made him believe events like Sandy Hook Massacre were staged. Okay, so uh, psychosis. <laughs> oh, I think he may he may be onto something. Yeah, I may agree I mean, with him for. A I change. don't know. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like if you got a lot of people out there that are listening to your show, you got to keep coming up with crazy things to yeah. keep them listening. And so this was like a really obvious one he could he could use. All it was fake, you know, as if the government couldn't go kill a bunch of people, kids in the school if they wanted to. Somehow they had orchestrated as a fake shooting. That was always my argument. Like if it was fake, you know, why why would the government care if they killed you know fifty kids or whatever? You know, well I was gonna say this is. I mean, we're getting into dark territory here, but Operation Northwoods. I don't even know about that, bro. Are you serious? I don't think I do. Okay. um, Oh. We're not going to go about into, to go down a rabbit hole, folks. We, d- we don't have the time to we go need, into this. We need our conspiracy to to, friend. We, need, yeah, we, need. we have a conspiracy friend that we've asked to do yeah, just a segment every once in a while on the show, and he's yet to confirm with us. But Well, I don't think he wants to come out into the light. I think he wants to stay right. behind well, We're going to let him have an, an assumed identity. I'll let him come up with whatever name he wants. But well, Anyway, just briefly, yeah. in the 1960s, uh, there were – certain parts of the CIA that wanted to go to war with Cuba and mm-hmm. annex that, that land. Yeah, not a and, bad plan. A lot of beachfront property down <laughs> Well, there. I was going to say, you know, the United States government has wanted Cuba for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's, not, it's nothing yeah. new. Pretty strategic to the Caribbean. And they came up with a plan called uh, Operation Northwoods where they were going to stage some terrorist attacks and blame it on Cuba to get the public on board with going to war with Cuba. Oh, when has this ever happened? <laughs> I was going to say, President Kennedy nixed the idea. He said, right. absolutely not. We're right. not going to kill American citizens so we can accomplish our political goals. Right. And then some people say that's why he was assassinated. Maybe I don't so. know. I don't, I don't know, know if he was or not. But now, as far as or- Operation Northwoods, it was like a legit thing. Yeah. And if that's how they acted then, oh yeah, why should we not believe that they wouldn't act in similar ways today? You tell me, so. Mister Jones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that goes back to your point. Like you know. My point was that these kids were really killed, right? Whether whether it was a psyop or yeah, not, right? It wasn't fake. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, right. That's right. what I'm saying. I feel like if if you wanted to go down the conspiracy road with the Sandy Hook shooting, the the most logical would be is that the government sent like the CIA or whatever Navy SEAL, whoever <laughs> right. you want to pick in there, just to kill a bunch of kids, and then blamed it on this, and then. Yeah, to me that's much more plausible. I do not prescribe to that theory. Right, the exactly. I'll go on record before I, we get deplatformed. I think it was a sick, yeah. disturbed kid. Who I shouldn't. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go back and bleep out his name because he doesn't deserve to be named. True. Yeah. All right. But I, yeah, I think it was a disturbed kid who did this. Yeah. End of story. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But you know, the idea that it was. That it, it wasn't real and that there were no bodies, mm-hmm. you know, is is ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> all that <laughs> to say that broadcaster and conspiracy theorist Alex Jones said that it was a quote form of psychosis end quote that caused him to believe certain events like the Sandy Hook massacre were staged on December fourteenth, twenty twelve. Twenty children and six adults were killed. Blah blah. blah. We all know the story. Jones, who founded Infowars.com and hosted a three-hour news talk radio program 
which he said was carried on more than 160 stations, had repeatedly suggested in the past that Sandy that the Sandy Hook shooting was a giant hoax carried out by crisis actors on behalf of people who oppose the Second Amendment. Infowars has also suggested that the September 11th attacks were an inside job orchestrated oh. by the U.S. government. Well, yes, but everybody knows Bush did that. <laughs> yes, because he wanted to go to war with Iraq. That's right. This week, Jones acknowledged that the shooting was real during a sworn deposition he made as part of a defamation case brought against him by the Sandy Hook victims' families. Quote, and I myself, maybe should I say it like Alex Jones? Sure. And I myself have almost had like a form of psychosis back in the past where I basically thought everything was uh, staged. (laughs) Even though I've now learned a lot of times things aren't staged. So I think as a pundit, someone giving an opinion that, uh, you know, my opinions have been wrong, but they were never wrong consciously to hurt people. Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, only claiming that something didn't happen that happened. Surely, he didn't do that to hurt feelings. Yeah, he didn't do that to hurt feelings. He did that to... Um, well, he had psychosis. It surely wasn't around ratings or anything yeah, right. else, right? It was psychosis. Yes, yeah, all psychosis. A form of psychosis. Right, yeah. And now he's going through a, a divorce trial, and he's uh, getting sued by these people, and he's trying to backtrack on it, which yeah. to me, mighty beta move from Alpha. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he always is like, Mr. What was all the supplements he took? Like, super... Super male vitality or whatever it was, <laughs> yes. you know, he a plug. So, you know, I mean, maybe he's off of those now. Give me the minerals I need. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. He sold, like, food for, like, the apocalypse, too. I don't remember if you remember... I used to listen to him a good bit. Well, know? he's very he's, entertaining. He's super entertaining. I was about to say, just so everyone out there listening to this, inter- Alex Jones is very entertaining. Yeah. You don't have to believe all his crap no. to... to think he's an entertaining yeah, person pretty funny too he really is yeah it could be actually really funny but if you want to laugh and i mean you want to just have yourself a good laugh go on youtube and you know it's none of his videos like from him you know officially are there but right. there's plenty of alex jones on youtube from other people yeah right google or youtube uh top 10 uh alex jones like you know meltdowns <laughs> or is that ripping his shirt he's off just and like, everything ah! <laughs> yes. he's, he looks the like globalists he's... are not gonna wear you know <laughs> he looks like he's trying to hook out <laughs> yes right <laughs> it's so funny yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know man i mean i i mean i feel like alex you kind of dug your own hole here and that's just you're gonna have to deal with it you're yeah. probably gonna have to pay some money to these people for emotional suffering because nobody likes you right i mean i hate to say it the majority of people have a very negative opinion of you because you jumped You've on said this, some really bad stuff. Yeah, you jumped yeah. on this bandwagon and you rode it as hard as you could. And, you know, it turns out that, you know, these people actually had to bury their children. Yeah. And so you're going to have to pay for the consequences for that. I don't necessarily feel like they should because I'm anti-censorship. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the max, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much let's put it all out there. Right. And let the free market decide what's good and what's not. But, uh, you know, I'm not for them taking your show down and taking it off of YouTube or whatever. But I can kind of understand, yeah. you know, if if I'd have if that had been one of my kids, I would have already showed up and punched you in the mouth. You know? And now you've got all these people who listen to Alex Jones showing up at your house and your work and yeah. calling your phone and leaving you voicemails saying that you're a crisis actor and you're a liar. Yeah, right. And you're yes. not a patriot. Yes, and all exactly. this stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And so. so those people went through a lot of stuff because of you. And you know, I know some people who 
believe that Sandy Hooks is a hoax because of you, Alex Jones. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's really how it goes. That these people I, I like and I care for, they happen to be wrong about this issue. And, you know, you're the reason they're that way, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, part of me feels like every man is responsible for his sure. own destiny, but you're not helping Alex right. Jones. Yes. You're not helping. Right. Well, that's like I may become a crack addict one day, but the dude who gave me crack (laughs) had a hand in it. You know, it's ultimately on me, but the guy who was like, absolutely, who introduced me to crack could not agree with you. He had a little bit of a part in it. So, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Listening to Alex Jones is a lot like crack doing oh, crack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Like, he's crack. Joe Rogan is DMT. It's just all the same. Well, anyway. Uh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate these these families are going through that, mm-hmm. you know. I By think, the same token, I think Alex Jones is a pretty funny dude, and I always enjoyed it when I listened to him. I'm smart enough to recognize, you know, like – hey, that sounds like a load of crap, or hey, there may be something to this, you know, I don't know. I think moving forward, uh, Alex Jones' probably best course of action would be to maybe just fake his death oh, yeah. and come up with a new identity well, and start over again. Because we all know that he's really Bill, Bill Hicks. Hicks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so he's got to come you, back. You've done it before. Yeah, you need to just go on and do it a, again. <laughs> come back as a stand-up comedian, you know, that's all he's got to do. <laughs> and Alex Jones, he could go out and leave his audience thinking they got to him that's right you know? that's right they got him <laughs> and then he comes back a few years later he's lost some weight new hair or whatever new teeth or something and he's doing stand-up on the tonight show yeah he's bob ricks <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing that we both know that he's yeah. bill hicks <laughs> bill hicks was an amazing stand-up comedian yeah. by the way loved him loved him really good Little, actor yeah yeah he's pulled off this alex jones thing for so long it's great <laughs> okay, so let's move on to Little Egg Harbor Township in New Jersey. Let's do it. A South Jersey man was arrested Tuesday after police say he was fighting with himself and exposed his genitals in a Little Egg Harbor Township Wawa. Police say they were called to the Mystic Islands Wawa at 9 p.m. Tuesday for a male acting suspiciously. Now let's talk about Wawa. Because some of our listeners may not know, Wawa is like a convenience store slash grocery store, like pretty big, kind of like a Bucky's for Yankees, yeah, right? I've never been in one, yeah. but I've heard they're amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Yeah, they're like Bucky's for Yankees, I think, right. pretty much, is that's how they are. You ever been to a Bucky's? I haven't been to a Bucky's. Oh, the Bucky's are like, whoo, redneck heaven. Okay. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Do they have the uh, Confederate flag trucker hats? And, I don't uh, remember seeing like the wizard crystal figurines oh, yeah, behind no, the glass. There's a lot of crystal right, figurines right next and, to the Zippos. Yeah, you can buy a bullwhip <laughs> if you want one. I mean, they got everything. It's yeah. like flea market meets gas station meets uh, Tannehill Trade Days meets a uh, grocery food. store meets fast food <laughs> meets a food truck. Yes, with gasoline <laughs> <laughs> and fireworks. And don't fire- forget the oh, yeah. fireworks. Sure. <laughs> Witnesses say 37-year-old Jason Kramer was under the influence of something. After speaking with him, Kramer was sent on his way and said he made arrangements for transportation home. About 15 minutes later, police were called back to the Wawa after witnesses say Kramer began fighting with himself out front of the store, (laughs) reportedly punching himself in the face and scratching his eyes. Like Gollum? (laughs) Yes. Several witnesses told police that Kramer had pulled down his pants 
exposed and grabbed his genitals and began yelling obscenities at customers. Of course he did. Well, I mean, like, if you're fighting yourself, <laughs> did they, like, make up all of a sudden and now he's got his genitals out or something? <laughs> you know? I mean, that's just what I'm wondering. I don't know. Uh, Kramer was arrested and charged with lewdness. He was released and transported home pending a future court date. That's all the article says, other than, you know, the dude was um, definitely under the influence of something. Basalt, who knows, but uh, poor guy, poor Jason Kramer here. He's a ha- he's a hazard to himself. Yeah, right. Don't yes. let him get in. <laughs> I mean, I've been messed up in my life, but never fight yourself messed up. That's right. a whole new level. And then pull down your pants and expose yourself. I've been really mad at myself, but yeah. never enough to take it out on me. Nah. I mean, you know? yeah, there's a joke there. I can't say it. I want to say it, but I can't say it. You know, Man, it almost came out and I stopped myself, which shows a lot of growth on my part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a little beating going on. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, gracious. <laughs> oh, I couldn't keep myself from saying it, you know. I just can't stop. I can't. I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not with that, with like my internal filter. Yeah. 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 Uh, are you done? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You need a minute? No, I'm good. I'm good. Doesn't take me long. All right. Let's move on to uh, our next story. The headline is Alabama Family Dollar Clerk Flights. <laughs> flights. God. Uh, Alabama Family Dollar Clerk fights off sword wielding robbers with a gun. Okay. Yeah, you don't mess around in Family Dollar. It ain't like Dollar General. <laughs> no. You can get away with some stuff in Dollar General. They don't play around at Family Dollar. It says here that two masked men wielding swords tried to rob a Family Dollar in Alabama last week before they were thwarted by an employee carrying a gun, investigators said. Okay. The suspects burst into a Family Dollar in Birmingham last Wednesday and demanded money from the clerk but bolted after he showed them his firearm, according to police. <laughs> so I bet you he was just like, when they whipped those swords out, he was like, oh, this is the day. I've been waiting for this to happen. You know? Yeah. I, mean, I carried this gun around for 15 years, and now I get to pull it out. Precious Spencer had only been on the job for a couple of days when she described how one of her managers used a gun to fend off the medieval robbers, <laughs> Fox 6 reported. So... Man, they were going after old Precious. Oh, yeah. you believe that? Can't get Precious. <laughs> no. Uh, he got to the end of the aisle and said, they're robbing us. They're robbing us. They came here with swords, and that kind of threw us for a loop because no one really got robbed with swords before. No, not since like the 1700s. <laughs> <was> like, yeah. <laughs> not since the collapse of uh, feudal Japan in the Meiji era. <laughs> there anyone tried to rob somebody with a sword. Yo! That's a very highbrow joke right there. And I don't know that many of our listeners will get any of those references. Well, but I commend you. Well, you got it. Yes, I commend you. you. Yes. <laughs> Talk about feudal Japan. Okay, that's great. I'm on board for this. Spencer told the news station, what were they going to do? Chop our heads off with it and get stuff? Maybe. Spencer, well, maybe. I would know a guy that could put them back on. <laughs> yeah. You need to get in, t- in touch with uh, yeah, we got a Dr. Doctor. Ken of Venaro. Yeah. 
Spencer said one of the men was holding a short sword and the other one was holding a long sword. She said the manager decided to get involved to prevent anyone from getting hurt. Thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, he said they rob us too much and that's why I have a gun. Mm -hmm. And I understand why he feels the way he feels. He's trying to secure himself and protect the people that are in here, she said. None of the other employees were allowed to carry firearms, Spencer said, adding that the store was planning to hire an armed guard after recent break-ins. Spencer says that the store had been involved in 13 robbery attempts in the last five months. Wow. Luckily, no one was injured, said Birmingham Police Sergeant Johnny Williams. We want everybody to realize that although this may seem funny to some, we still consider these guys dangerous. Sure. The weapon of choice at the time was a machete or a sword, but these guys could easily escalate things using other weapons like firearms. Oh, yeah. So, sure. I hope they catch them. And well, you know what they say. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a sword is a good guy with a gun, <laughs> yeah. right? Or a bad guy with a with a gun. Yeah, true. Either one. Either, could, one. either one's going to beat a sword. It's like that Indiana Jones scene where the guy's <laughs> yes. whipping that sword ready to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's with pretty, his little Webley revolver. That's right. Yes. Um, you know, I, I mean, basically, good rule of thumb. You know, good guy with a, with a sword, bad guy with a sword. It don't matter. Yeah, your gun's going to beat it. Yeah, you're never bring a sword to a gunfight. Right. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean, I mean, you just think about like two guys sitting around like, hey, let's go rob the Family Dollar tonight. <laughs> you know, we need some money. We're going to go out. We need some money to go get some guns. True, right? <laughs> so we can, you know, yes. be better successful criminals. Yeah. And and then um you know I mean just let's get some swords and do it you know, <laughs> yeah. you know like, what would make you think that was a good idea I mean maybe if you were somewhere where people didn't you know weren't armed to the teeth like Alabamians are right. of every race you know all Alabamians like if you're in guns. Washington D.C. you could probably yeah. rob somebody with a sword yeah maybe so yeah. But down if you here, were menacing enough. Yeah, down here you're getting a gun poked right back in your nose. Like, come on, buddy, what are you <laughs> yes. going to do? You know? That's not a good plan. I mean, you can't even trespass on someone's property without getting a <laughs> like, gun shoved in your face. Also, like, I would imagine a family dollar or you, your dollar general or your dollar tree probably has about $50 cash in the drawer, and that's it. I mean, right. you're not getting a lot out of there because you can go buy, like, a loaf of bread, a gallon of milk, some, uh, you know, socks for your children and some kitty litter and get out of there for like five dollars. You know, right. you're not paying a whole lot of money for any of it. So you could probably make more money uh, robbing the stock boys in the back room. Yeah, right. who are like, you know, dealing crack on yes, the side. That's right. Yes. They carry a lot of cash. Exactly. You probably make more money robbing them. Maybe that was their plan. They were going to work through all the employees and stuff. But I don't <laughs> like know. Like a train robbery back yeah, in the day. Right. Yes. Just everybody <laughs> empty out your wallets and your pockets and put it all in this bag. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, when the dude whipped his pistol out, I bet you they were like, oh, this is a bad idea. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I was about to say, you know, uh, occupational hazard. This is yeah. why you don't want to be a criminal. Or a family dollar clerk in Birmingham. <laughs> right. Either one. Just either or. Yeah, you know? yeah. No offense to family dollar Agreed. clerks. But I've been to a family dollar in a perfect in world, Birmingham. we could In a perfect world, we could work at family dollar without fear of sword-wielding maniacs. Yes, right. But yeah. unfortunately, this is not a, a perfect world. I've, I've been to a family dollar in downtown Birmingham, and it is a bleak place. I'll say that. <laughs> it was like one time we had to take Hudson to a cardiologist appointment, and Libby like puked all over herself in the van. Oh, no. So I dropped Deidre and Hudson off at the cardiology office, and 
had to drive around, found a family dollar to buy cleaning supplies, clothes, everything. And I cleaned and changed Libby like on the side of the street in downtown Birmingham. <laughs> and it's probably the family dollar that got robbed. It's like bars on the windows <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, bought her a whole new outfit, dressed her, cleaned everything up. Uh, she puked more than I've ever seen a kid puke in my life. But I was driving really fast to get there because I thought we thought we were going to be late. So. Did you have anybody ask you if you were a cop? No, no, I got some strange looks though. Because <laughs> then you would just reply, "Just don't do anything illegal around me," because I don't feel like doing any paperwork tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be like, "Look, man, I'm trying to get my puke stained minivan cleaned up here. I don't want any trouble." Okay. <laughs> And neither um, do you, by the yeah, way. Right. Uh, all right, so let's move on. This is a pretty short article. Um, it comes from the takeout.com, and it's filed to Florida. Um, okay. Florida Hardy's employee allegedly faked robbery to avoid work. <laughs> As the old saying goes, if you find a job doing what you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. This was clearly not the case for 32-year-old Dundee, Florida man Brian Anderson, who wanted so desperately to bail on his 11 a.m. shift at a Hardee's that he instead opted to fake his own robbery at gunpoint. A Facebook post from the Polk County Sheriff's Office tells of Brian's eventful Tuesday morning. Um, it says, as always, avoid reading the comments. Uh, <laughs> Brian of Dundee called 911 to report an armed robbery. Two unknown suspects took his money, his necklace, and his cell phone. They threw the phone on the ground, jumped into a black Ford Crown Victoria, and sped away. Deputies quickly responded, along with air and canine. Um, however, these weren't exactly, this is not exactly what went down. Deputies quickly learned that the robbery never happened, and Brian confessed that he made up the story because uh, he didn't want to show up for his 11 a.m. shift at the restaurant where he works. <laughs> That's just too early, man. 11 a.m.? That's right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's, like, it's too early to go to work. It's just the right time to fake a robbery. <laughs> Brian was arrested in charge of misuse of 911 and knowingly giving false information to law enforcement. On the bright side... Brian didn't have to go to his 11 a.m. shift <laughs> at the restaurant. <laughs> so that's all that article is. But basically, uh, it's uh, it's pretty sad. <laughs> it really is. I mean, just call and like, sick or whatever, dude. You know, or just don't show up as Hardee's, you know? I will say my very first job that I ever had, I hated it. I could not stand it. Where was that? Well, I don't want to say. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it wasn't a horrible job, but it was sacking groceries at a grocery was store. Was this for my dad? No. Did you work for my dad? Work, I didn't work for your dad. Oh, wow. That would have been great. <laughs> I worked for this other guy. Which, my dad has a really great joke. <laughs> okay. He told me the other day, um, he said that uh, he's got a really great butt. And I, okay. was, I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, every time I get onto my employees and walk away, they say, what a A-double It <laughs> <laughs> is a great job. Yeah. That's a great joke. Yeah, coming from my dad, it was super hilarious. <laughs> well, anyway, well, anyway I, I was just saying that, uh, man, I hated that job, something fierce. Yeah. And I, I do remember, I never I never called in a bomb or, or a fake <laughs> robbery 
But there were times I'd be in the parking lot and I would think to myself, you know, if a car would just drive along and hit me, I would, <laughs> I would have to go to the I'd hospital and I wouldn't have to like finish. I wouldn't have to finish up tonight <laughs> or work any of this next next week probably. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've you know, I've pretty much enjoyed every job I've had. But you know, I fired a lot of people from the restaurant. And <laughs> yeah, they would get mad. You know, some on a rare occasion they would get mad. A lot of people I fired, I'm still friends with to this day. You know, they knew right. knew what was down when it happened. <laughs> but I do get really mad one time, and he was like cussing me out and everything. And I'm like, look, <laughs> he stopped him. I was like, hold on, what was his name? I can't even remember his name. <laughs> I see his goofy face. I was like, look, man. Um, you're making seven twenty five an hour, dude. It's not worth getting upset over. I was like, go walk across the street to Mama Goldberg's. They're hiring and get a job over there, dude. Like, no need to get this upset over Did you this tell job. You didn't even give him a good recommendation. Oh, yeah. I told everybody I fired. I was like, look, man, if you need a recommendation, I'll tell them you're the best employee I ever had. I was I will, like, I will lie yeah, through my right. teeth. I'm like, you're not my problem anymore. You're their you problem. Great. Yeah, I was like. So I won't even mention that I fire you to say you left this job because you know I wasn't trying to ruin somebody's life. Right. It's just like, hey, you can't work for me anymore, and I go do whatever you want to do, you know, and yeah. I'll help you any way I can in life. But <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why are you so upset over seven twenty five an hour, man, and making a scene here in the middle of the restaurant? Just go do something else, you know. <laughs> like you're really just taking this too seriously. <laughs> We're, we're working in a sandwich shop here, you man. Act like you've never been fired before. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've I've pretty much enjoyed every job I've had, and I uh, I've never felt the need to call in a fake robbery to keep me from going to work. Um, I have, on occasion, in when I was growing up, I have you know been like, oh, I got a real bad headache. I can't come into work or whatever because you want to go like hang out at the river with your friends or whatever. Yeah. But, I want to go see your girl. Yeah, as an adult, I just, I mean, my job now, I love it. It's awesome. So I show up all the time, especially yeah. since the coworkers listen. I don't want them to know. <laughs> Maybe I call in every once in a while. I'm kidding. I never call in. Well, I was about to say, I don't know about you, but at my house, I got to go to work just to get a break. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yes. Know. Like, I got what, four kids now? I don't want to hang out with them. <laughs> got to go to work, get away from them. Uh, well, this is my last story. Uh, are you are you through all yours? Yeah, I'm done with all mine. Okay, so for our last story of the show, uh, and this was teased <coughs> earlier. Sorry, El Chapo's family hopes to fashion a clothing line with the drug lord's brand. Oh yeah, so uh, I bet you these are going to be great clothes too. <laughs> you, I bet they'll be high quality. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> El Chapo branded clothing, complete with the convicted drug lord's name and signature, could soon become available in the United States and Mexico. From his cell in a Manhattan federal prison, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman signed a contract granting the rights to his name and signature to a limited liability company, or LLC, that will be headed up by his wife, Emma Corn Coroyal. I, I can't say it. <laughs> uh, please, El Chapo, don't come after this me. Mrs. I mean no res- Mrs. El Chapo. I mean no disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> And attorneys who worked with him behind the scenes during his recent drug conspiracy trial in Brooklyn. Once the leader of a murderous drug cartel in Mexico, Guzman was convicted last month of running a continuing criminal enterprise and other drug-related charges. The company is officially called El Chapo Guzman uh, JGLLLC and will launch a clothing line this summer, said attorney 
Mariel Colon Miro, okay. who was often seen sitting next to Guzman at his three-month-long trial in federal court. Uh, a posting for the LLC appeared Friday in the New York Law Journal, part of a legal requirement for LLCs to announce publicly when they are created. The mm-hmm. first posting was listed late last month. I am very excited to start this project, which was based on ideas and concepts that my husband and I had years ago, Cor- Coronel told CNN in a statement. It's a project dedicated to our to to it's a project dedicated to our daughters. Uh, Corel, a formal beauty queen with an interest in fashion, has twin seven-year-old daughters with Guzman. She was a regular presence at her husband's trial and was often swarmed by media reporting on her fashion choices in court. <laughs> okay. Guzman agreed to give intellectual property rights of his name and signature to the LLC, but will not earn any money from it for himself, said Michael Lambert, another attorney who has worked with Guzman. Well, you know, technically he won't get any, yeah, but, but I'm sure will. his family will, yeah. and I'm sure anytime he needs something, his family will. He's probably got plenty st- stash somewhere, you know. <laughs> yes. What was that read like? He would have to throw away so much money, or maybe that was uh, who was the other dude that died or got killed back in the '90s? Anyways, one drug lord threw away like a million dollars a year in yeah. waste because it would like rot or whatever. Or <laughs> yeah. Rodents would chew on it or whatever. It was because he couldn't store it in a bank. He Is just it had Pablo it Escobar. Escobar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he wanted to be able to set something up, a legitimate enterprise, for the benefit of his wife and his two daughters, Lambert said. He loves his wife and he loves his daughters, and he wants to prepare for the future. Guzman, who is under court order to communicate only with attorneys and only about matters related to his case, had to receive special permission to be able to sign the civil contract that would give his intellectual property rights to the LLC, according to court filings. Hmm. Anyway, it just goes on and on and on and on about how he's not actually getting any money from this, and this is for his family. Uh, Lawyers say that this is going to boost the Mexican economy. Sure. (laughs) I'm just looking forward to seeing all the skater kids on the X Games wearing El Chapo (laughs) shirts. Let's say in the uh, the pantheon of, you know, male fashion, you got Hugo Boss. You know, he's (laughs) got a checkered past, too. He designed a lot of the Nazi uniforms. Uh, Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger, figure, and now El Chapo, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all fine. So, <laughs> you know, I just – I don't know that I'll be buying an El Chapo suit at any time. I imagine they're going to be pretty flashy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. in my mind, you know, in my mind's eye, when I picture what the El Chapo shirt and tie combo looks like, probably not going to be anything I can wear and look cool. I might pick up an El Chapo T-shirt just to wear okay. it to VBS. <laughs> just, I'm just sure none. Of, I'm sure none of the other uh, volunteers there will know what it Probably means. Probably not. I have no idea. <laughs> what I'm really looking forward to is the Netflix series that's okay. based on El Chapo. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. To compliment the Pablo Escobar show. Yes, yes, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Hugo Boss. He did some pretty sketchy stuff. We still wear his clothes, and um, I guess El Chapo. If they look good, people will buy them. You know, and like you say, or they will just be gaudy and ugly, and kids on the X Games will buy them because that's what they do. You know, well, because that makes you cool. It right. makes you an outsider. Yeah, I'm wearing the clothes of a man who killed countless yeah. thousands of people and terrorized others, uh, and you know, led plenty of people into lives of addiction that because I'm themselves. because I'm down with the counterculture. That's man. right, and I'm edgy. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, the beret guy. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't think of his uh, name. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. What is his name? Che. Che uh, something. Anyways, they all wear those shirts. And you're like, hey, man, he wasn't as cool as you think he was. He was a revolutionary. Was. Yeah. Yeah. But revolution in the sense of let's kill a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, we killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, right. Wasn't really down with homosexuals either. Didn't like them at all. <laughs> people don't know that. They don't. They forget that. But yeah, no, yeah, killed a lot of those too. So, anyways, just throw that out there. And people wear it because they think it's cool. Because somebody did in a Rage Against the Machine video once or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, but that's how kids are. They're stupid. I was a stupid kid too. I was as well. I'm a stupid adult now. So, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> we want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice and their Cajun Curl chip cutters right there on CajunCurl.com. Coming soon, El Chapo Fashion Line, (laughs) right on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. On their website, CajunCurl.com, sorry, lost my place where I was reading. (laughs) You can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. Uh, here locally, it's available at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, and Piggly Wiggly in Northport. And if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10. That's the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amen. Well, we did get a review this week. All right. All right. Amen. This comes from Drain the Swamp 2020. Okay. Rated five stars. Okay. Titled. Wonder who he's for. <laughs> Title, Best Podcast Ever. As a person who had never even heard of a podcast before listening to you guys, I can't think of a better one to start with. I have told everyone I know about you guys. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. To those millions of people out there who I haven't blessed with the existence of this show, I'm telling you now, if you don't listen to this show and absolutely love it, you don't love America or yourself. Amen. <laughs> now, that may sound a bit extreme. I don't think so. No, not at all. But Fox News ran a story on it last night that we all know that the only thing more accurate than Fox News is the Bible itself. That's <laughs> 100% facts. <laughs> Spot the lie. There's not one. Yeah. Also, now that I have submitted my review, I would like my Groucho Marx glasses. Okay. Hey, we'll get them right out to you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I don't have social media, so therefore I can't make a post with them on, but I can promise you that I will stare people down at Walmart. <laughs> Probably 
not the weirdest thing they've ever seen at Walmart. <laughs> not at Walmart in Alabama, at least. <laughs> and with them on, which will probably get me arrested and featured on the news, so you can guys can have a great story to talk about on the show. That's amazing. John is actually a friend of mine, so he can just give them to me in person. We met at a furry convention back in 2005. That's true. That's true. I was hoping that wouldn't get out, but now I know who wrote this. So he should know exactly who I am. That's exactly right. I know who it is. I was the one with the ring-tailed lemur costume. Yes. Looked mighty good in it, too, by the way. <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much for keeping me entertained every week. You guys are awesome. MAGA. <laughs> Oh, to the person John, who wrote would that. you care to elaborate on this? What well, were you doing at a furry convention in 2005? Man, if I like to dress up like a wolf sometimes <laughs> in a mascot costume with other people who like to dress up in mascot costumes, don't judge me. Who am I to judge? That's right. That's right. Okay? If I ask you to dress my mannequin, dress my mannequin. Okay? Yeah, so the person who wrote this is really, uh, I mean, he did he did great, <laughs> and uh, he's a really awesome person, one of my favorite people that <laughs> I know, and uh, is super awesome. And you know, just because we happen to be furries doesn't mean that you have to look down on our lifestyle. Okay, agreed. You're not hurting anybody. That's right. I'm not hurting. It. What goes on between consensual adults and mascot <laughs> outfits Cons- is consenting animals. That's right. Is perfectly normal. Right. <laughs> uh, he and I had a real good conversation the other day about the furry phenomenon. So, <laughs> all right, yeah. I'm sure that's why that got dropped in there. Just for the record, for all my family members and stuff, I've never been to a furry convention. Everything's been done on the up and up. (laughs) Just get that out there. Best oh, one of man. my that's one of my favorite reviews all time. <laughs> that was good. Oh, yes, drain the swamp twenty twenty. <laughs> Thank you. He's a big time Republican. Hell, yeah, he loves. Really? Oh, loves I would Trump. have never guessed that loves from the review. Him. Loves him. Loves him. <laughs> loves him. I mean, all the time has you know his uh, his MAGA hat on and all that. Big time Trump supporter. Yeah. Yep. You know, we also had some dealings with the Illuminati last week. Oh, that's right. We did. I had already forgotten about that. <laughs> we, we may have to save that for next week. Yeah, yeah. We're going on a just little so you know, I got re- Just so our listeners know, I got recruited to be in the Illuminati. John blew our shot. Yeah, I did. But, I really did. But I'm not too worried about it. because <laughs> well, I got a pending friend request from him on my uh, personal page. So, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he knows that I'm the same person, but Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Illuminati tried to recruit me, and I blew our shot. And maybe we'll talk about that next week. Maybe. Yeah. I don't like eating babies. No, no. I told you that straight up. You <laughs> it is remember? the most heinous, evil thing possible. Yeah. The only things I really wanted to know is what their health insurance plan was like, <laughs> and that I was not going to eat a baby or do any weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. And next thing you know, he just stopped talking to me. <laughs> weird. Totally weird. 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 Yeah. Totally weird. Speaking of which, I don't want to get off the subject, but uh, for for everyone out there following the Q conspiracy, oh yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever come right out and said it, but they've definitely made a they've definitely alluded to the idea that the elite eats babies. Oh yeah, yeah, and that Trump has proof of this. Oh sure, he does, of course. <laughs> but just a question, okay? 
Okay, I know that Trump is new to politics, but he has been a billionaire his whole life, yeah. and he is always running the elite circles. Oh, yeah. He's eating so, a baby. <laughs> what are the chances he's never eating a baby? Oh, no, he's definitely eating a baby. <laughs> I mean, maybe just like a nibble, just a taste test or whatever. He's definitely eating a baby. Yeah. I can tell by looking at him. You think he went and told the chef, that's the best baby ever. Best. Everyone agrees. <laughs> <laughs> You come to the Trump casino, you get the best babies. <laughs> That's terrible. That is terrible. That is totally terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note. <laughs> you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on them all. Everywhere. If you would like to write into the show, and I don't know why you wouldn't, you can get us at earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, and hey, our Twitter following has been... Uh, it's growing. It's, it's been growing quite a bit here late, lately. That's right. And I've only had to follow 5,000 people to get it up that high. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can tweet at us. We are underscore earthoddity. And do you like pictures? You can look at those pictures at underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Yep. And we also have a phone number. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. People are calling it all the time, leaving us messages. <laughs> trying to recruit us into Yeah, trying to elite, get us into elite. Secretive societies. Yes, that's right. And so you should call, too, and maybe just say whatever you want to. Yeah. It would be kind of fun to hear from you. We hope everybody out there has a great week. Earth Oddity for the Friends Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.